When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeves. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week, we are talking about, and I'm so excited, the highly anticipated Malcolm in the Middle. <sighs> yeah. Buddy, I am... I'm th- fucking thrilled. Okay, this is my show. Okay, I yeah. fucking love this show. I watch this show all the time growing up. Even when I like, I, I rewatched it all, of course, when they dropped it on Disney Plus, which I think was like a couple years ago. Uh, every once in a while, I just put it on. It's 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 one of those background shows for me where I'm like, I'm just gonna throw it on. I I know where we are at all times. I've seen every single episode. It's like Bob's Burgers for me. I'm like, I I just know it. We're good. It's throw a comfort it on. show. But I didn't even need to watch it for this. <laughs> I didn't need to. I did, but I did not need to. Okay. Yeah. Every episode, I was like, Yep, seen it. Of course, I know the full plot line of this. Absolutely. Um, what is your general yeah, feeling so, about this show? So like this was um definitely on and I was like aware of it. I think like early high school. Mm, um okay. and like I think for a long time it followed the Simpsons or it like probably was yeah. like, you know, Simpsons was 8 and this was on at 9 yep. or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I was in that. Like yeah. I think like that Sunday night programming yeah. or something. Yeah. So like I was very aware of it, but it was also a show that uh like I never really followed mm. or like was like I need to watch this, but every time I happened across it, I would laugh at it and be like this is a really good show mm. and then for whatever reason not feel any desire to like, (laughs) you know, watch it on a regular basis. But every time I would see an episode, I would be like, this is really good. I should watch this. And then I never follow through on it. So like, I think maybe I did like a a, a more of like an odd episode rewatch like later in life. But like, I've definitely seen episodes of the show. I know who the characters are, Mm -hmm. but I was such just a casual viewer of it. I yeah. You can't even imagine. <laughs> can't even. But it's a good show. I I I as somebody that is obviously like we are very involved in comedy and that sort of thing. I always make the argument that this is like a, a, a perfect sitcom in yeah. my opinion. Okay, like I think even like I I just want to say like I think even the way they open it okay this is I'm not going to say like the teaser in front of the like in front of the theme and all that kind of stuff the way they open this show is in my opinion one of the best like character drops I've seen they within the first three minutes of watching this show you know who everybody is you know how this family operates you've been dropped it they're shaving his back 
Oh, you mean in the pilot? Yes. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, pilot yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, pilot yeah, episode. One of, one of the few comedy pilots, I would say, that it knows exactly what the show is from the get. Introduces everyone, introduces the concept of this kid is going to feel a little out of sorts because he's the smartest kid in their, in their family, like by a lot. They introduce all the concepts, all the characters, everything, like boom, 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 and it's fucking hilarious the whole time. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm hard pressed to find a show, I think, that does it as well as this show does. Yeah. They shave his back. Yes. And, sh- and uh, she's, and Lois is just talking about, well, we should give this to the birds or something. This feels like a waste. Like, yeah. so fucking And her funny. answering the door naked, naked being yes. like, I'm telling, like, you, you're not going to put my kid in a remedial class. She's like, no, he's gifted. Yes. She's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get who everybody is right away. Immediately. So I'm going to, obviously, uh, I'm not going to go through, like, the, the history or anything of this show, but I'm going to just kind of quickly give you guys, if you've never seen this show, what the fuck? Okay, firstly, uh, I would highly recommend this show. I think it ages really well, too. Pretty good, yeah. Um, I think, like, when every time I do a rewatch of it, there's obviously, there's going to be one or two things where you're like, oh, yikes, oh, no, we don't do that anymore. But for uh, for the most part, it, it holds up super well. The gags hold up super well. It's, it, I, I don't know, I just think it holds up. If you have not seen this show, this show, it's it's about a family. Okay, we've got a family, a dysfunctional family. This family is kind of like terrorizes everyone around them, basically. We have uh, we have Lois and Hal, and they've had uh, four sons, um, which they later have five, but we're only going to really be talking about the first three seasons. But I, I, I feel like most of the themes hold up throughout yeah. the rest of the <laughs> Like through through the whole series, so you know, three seasons, seven seasons doesn't really matter. You get the gist. Um, we follow, so we have uh, Dewey, we have Dewey, Malcolm, Reese, and Francis, and they're all. I I I, I um. Oh, how would we describe these bad these boys? kids? Bad kids. <laughs> they're bad terrors. fucking kids. They're terrors. But we we see this kind of beautiful, this dysfunctional family kind of work, but also fall apart at all times. But still, when it gets down to it, um, they they really hold each other up and help each other out and these sorts of things. So it's, uh, you know, it's still got that family family vibe. Yeah, yeah. And a sitcom and like, you know, things are usually resolved by the yes, end of the, of the episode and all the rest. But like, very importantly, Malcolm is in the gifted program, right? Oh. So that's kind of like what, that's kind of the inciting incident of the series, I would say, is he's, he's different. He's different, yes. But not really. No. <laughs> he is very much a part of this family. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So who, I, I was interested in this because... Um, you know, I, I don't think this follows the traditional villain structure. Oh, yes. And you were the champion for this. Oh, I, yes. So I'm, I want to know who you think okay. the, the, the villain of this is. So firstly, one of the main villains is Lois. Yeah. Uh, very obviously. And what I like about uh, watching this show is the older you get, the more you agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is really what happens. Because when you're watching it when you're a kid, 
you're like, well, of course these kids are going to act out. This woman's yelling at them all the time and she's being mean and she won't get in. Like, of course these kids are going to do this. And then the older you get and the more you watch this show. Now, I, I watched way more than you watched, obviously, yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. have in my life. Um, but what you see over our, in the general progression of the show is um, you slowly realize uh, that this show is making the argument that it's much more nature than nurture. <laughs> okay, because Hal possesses so many of the problems that these boys have that no matter what he's done to change himself and to kind of mold himself into what works for Lois, um, all of these boys have it in them and they yeah. can't get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It doesn't really matter because when you go through the other episodes, when you see all the breakdowns happening, you see that these kids are done from right out of the womb. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they're they're little terrors. Okay, like they're they're destroying literally everything around them. And anytime Lois leaves Hal alone, he does the exact same thing because that is their nature. Yes. Yeah. I I would agree. I I mean I would say also that like the family as a unit is sort of viewed as the menace a lot of time, like the menace of the block and everything like that. Like. Well, and, and there's something very interesting in that, or, or, or there's something interesting in watching that happen, because sometimes you get both sides of it. You're like, like I even uh, one of the episodes I got you to watch was uh, where Hal cuts down a tree. Yes. Okay, and I want to make the argument that absolutely these neighbors should be allowed to be as rude as they want to them. They should be allowed to police them as much as they want absolutely they shouldn't have cut down that tree. That's yeah, because it's not like the tree was damaged or dying no, or sick. No, they cut down the tree because... Because Dewey fell out of it and Hal got tired of bird shit being on the car. Yeah. And they're like... Cut down like a hundred-year-old tree. Yeah, they're tree. like, that, that tree is older than your house. Like, how dare yes. you? Yeah. And I, they're like, we don't want to look at your house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which you would maybe argue is a villainous thing. I don't care. They literally, there's an episode, I can't even remember what season it is. There's an episode where they hold an entire block party every time they go on vacation. Mm. And then one year their vacation gets canceled and then they realize that all their neighbors hold a party every time they leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And that's it is, rough. it's beautiful because yeah. I'm like, yes, you should. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, like, that's the other thing that the pilot does so well is like, so, so in the tree cutting episode, mm-hmm. I think the line Lois says is you, you people, it's like, are, the neighbors are like, you can't yeah. cut down your tree. That's like a community decision. Mm-hmm. And Lois goes, you people have been cutting your lawn at night for 15 years. So you don't have to talk to us. And all of a sudden we're a community and you're just like, Oh, that says so much more so about, about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that people would avoid you that much. But there was one subtle detail that I just loved in the pilot episode, which is, I think it's like Malcolm is like talking mm-hmm. to the camera. It's like he, and he's walking to school for the first time. So we see them walk out their front door and they walk by a for sale sign on their neighbor's lawn. And then they keep walking and we see the other their other next door neighbor's lawn and they also have a for sale sign on it yeah so like it's so subtle Mm -hmm. but they're like this is such a terrible family that both next door neighbors need out 
like they didn't say it, they didn't draw attention to it. But if you're looking for it, you, you ask yourself, why are these two houses on either side with their perfectly manicured lawns and well-maintained things? And then this like rundown house with the overgrown lawn, which I'm not judging. Lawns are stupid. But lawns like, are stupid. But like, why, why are they moving? And it's like, it's so clearly because of them. And the the other thing I just want to say is like, and this is maybe why I didn't like get into the show on a regular basis, mm. but the boys as just make me so uncomfortable because they're so well characterized. Like, <laughs> my God, have we met, all met? We've met oh, a we've Reese. Met, we've met every single one of those boys. We've met, met a every Reese. Every single one, yes. Just oh. so dumb. Just and pure destruction. Dumb and destructive. Pure because destruction. Because that's all they wanted to. Yes. And like, do we, like, like just the, I, I don't know. And, and Francis. Yeah. The older brother that just being just like, like, it's not my fault. It's like, it's not my fault. It's like, not my always fault. It's not blaming my fault. Lois for. Yes. For this is the thing that that went wrong in my life, and you're mm-hmm. to blame for that. And I, you and you just have the one brother. Yes, I have two sisters. Uh-huh. There, and I, I don't mean to gender this, but there is something about boys who grow up with only brothers. <laughs> Where they go a little fucking crazy, like like the word you're looking for is feral. feral yes, <laughs> the word you're looking for is feral. Yes, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucking like, crazy. Like <laughs> there is just a thing where whatever person you are, yeah. you are feeding off of and canceling out certain energies mm. from the people that you're around, and I think that there is something. I'm even going to use the word unnatural about having that many boys together uh, just feeding off of each Mm -hmm. other. And I know that's like a regular family thing. There are families with four, you know, four sons only or whatever. And, you know, that's in my family. But it's just like there's something a little different about it. Yes. And you all turn up and grow up to be fine adults Mm -hmm. and all the rest. You you sort it out. But, like, that figuring it out thing is more – I don't know, combative or like bad ideas get amplified or something happens. But I just think it's the same with 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 any uh, a fucking group of friends. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you just get each other whipped. It's, yeah. And and boy howdy, do these boys get whipped? Oh yeah, I just remember in university when we were moving out to like our our student house, and there was like going to mm. be seven of us, and I was like, mm. like I'm moving in with some girls and some guys, yeah. so it's going to be like that. I was like, I wonder how my parents would react. Like, I'm not quite sure, right? Mm. Like, um, to me living with girls, and uh, I just remember my mom being like, Oh no, I think that's way healthier. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be way better. <laughs> that'll for be you. way better for you and for every, us. For, we'll sleep a little it's better. It's better for the girls. <laughs> it's better for the guys. Like it's it, there's energies that are going to be balanced out there for sure, and yeah. impulses, let's say, that are balanced out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think uh, what we see, because ha- like, am I? And I think my defense of Lois is a slam dunk. It's so easy. Okay, it's really easy to defend this woman. Because she's pretty much the only person keeping this family together point. Yes. Like Hal is, when Hal's left to his own devices, it's it, it's not good, okay? He does, and, I, and I'm going to bring this to, and this was the biggest episode I wanted to pitch, okay? I think I know which one it is. It is Lois's birthday. Yep. Oh. 
funny. I was like, oh, I, that, I watched that one, one. I was like, I think I understand Rebecca's entire thesis here. We could have done an entire... Well, I could have just got you to watch that one episode, yeah. and we could have talked for one hour about that one episode, I think. Because I think it really... I think it really... Enca- it, 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 it just puts everything together that this woman goes through. Okay. Yes. What happens in this episode is basically... Lois, and, and I, I think a lot of parents do it. Like, I get this, okay? You've got kids. They don't have income. You're like, okay, you're going to buy mommy a gift. I'm going to, this year, I'm just going to give you each $10, and you guys are going to buy me a gift. And then she points, literally points, to a foot massage, like a, a foot bath, a foot massager thing. And she's like, yep. oh, look, this is only $25. If you all pulled your money together, that'd be a really great gift. Holding their hand, she could not do more. Like, I literally... Brought them to the store and showed them the product. I don't understand that level of stupidity. <laughs> I, the, the level of absolutely not listening to a fucking word coming out of that woman's mouth is astonishing in this moment. Now, if they had bought, they proceed to buy her some stuff that she obviously does not want, okay? Things that they're going to collect later. They got her a glasses repair kit. She does not have glasses. Stuff like that. They got her a motocross magazine. Listen, we've all gotten our parents' gifts that don't make sense, okay? Children should not be buying gifts like this, okay? But the idea that they spent $8 and then $22 on themselves... Fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, no, no, mom's gonna go lock herself in the room for that. And then she real, and then Hal has also forgotten her birthday. Yeah, because he set it on his watch, and his watch didn't work. Which I mean, I <laughs> I could not relate more to Hal in that moment than I was just like he. He tried to remember. You know what I mean? He did try. Like, like that's the thing. Like, it, it, it was important enough to him to, mm. to, to, to remember it. And some people have to remember dates uh, a certain way. Like, it has to be in the calendar. You I'm, know? I'm one of those people. Yeah, I am, I am in, the in, same. I don't understand time. I don't understand dates. I don't yeah. get it. I ugh. Days sneak up on you yeah. and go away. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, like, I, I will give him points for trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man, oh, not on top of not on top of the kids doing what they did. But what I really, what I particularly love about this episode is... The speech that he gives Lois at the end. Oh my god! It is. But so yeah. Before we get to that though, so where where they they track her down to a batting cage where she is just just wailing on just balls. Wailing and nothing. On I I cannot understand anything more than this. Yeah. I, the amount of times I've come home and wanted to take a baseball bat to something. Yep. Damn, I got that. I got that in me, big time. Ba- yeah, batting cages must do real good Ooh. in high stress situations. Like if a middle aged woman comes and is like unlimited balls, you're just like, "Yep, yeah. we're not even gonna charge you." Yeah, I get um, that. So, so uh, like, because we're gonna get to the house speech, because I think that's so important. And oh my god! But but before, I just want to backtrack a bit. So one kid asks her, like, and a not her kids, but like mm-hmm. just a kid at the the batting cages is like, "You've been in there forever, lady. Get out!" And she uh, like uh, she says, "Can you give 
it's like, we'll give you anything or whatever. And she goes, can you give me 15 years of my life back? Can you take me back to when I was 23 so I can stay single, go to music school and become a concert violinist? <sighs> oh, like that is some spicy sauce coming out of that <laughs> mouth. You know what I mean? Like that's not a... Oh, you've been wronged. <laughs> that's, and that's not a spontaneous nope. thought. That mm. was in the chamber ready to go yeah. for a while. Mm -hmm. Like fermented. That is <laughs> age. Fermented? You know what I mean? That that's is a age. <laughs> that's <laughs> You never have those where you, you're like, if I ever have to say this, it's coming out perfectly <laughs> oh i've got yes of course of course i have you know i've never thought about them like they're a being aged in barrels but i like but, that yeah it's like oh that's got an oaky flavor to it a little bit of a that's yeah. been that's got some smoke on it yeah <laughs> roll that around in your mouth as it yeah. comes out oh, it's no, gonna i've got a couple good. of those geared up for um, sure that's so funny man. yeah so like first of all wow that's yeah. her emotional state and then she says they ask her mm. what it's going to take for her to come back home. And I'm going to run down these and then we can get into his speech. Yes. Because it leads up to that. She says, I don't want to be taken for granted anymore. Mm. Fine. Yeah. Uh, never want to have to remind my own family it's my birthday. Okay. One night a week, I don't want to fix dinner. Dirty laundry in the hamper, not on the floor, over a lamp shaved, shoved in a mattress crack. It's just that easy. Do I even have to ask? Buddy. Buddy. Chilling stuff. Yes. Yeah. Do I even have to ask? And that's a really, I love that because I'm like, so many people don't understand, like, I guess basically like an emotional labor. Mm -hmm. uh, or like the, I, I don't know if that's the word I want, but basically like me having to ask you to do something is effort, is yeah. a thought process, yeah. is annoying, is a thing. It's like literally I, I've, I've lived with people like this where they're like, oh, like I, I'm okay. Like you just have to ask me to do it. No, you're a fucking adult. Okay. You're a grown up. I shouldn't, I should not have to ask you. I fucking shouldn't. Okay. You're a grown up. We both live in the same, you know what I mean? We both live here. Yeah. You should know. Now, I yeah. will say, Hal's follow up to this <sighs> is fucking hilarious. And honestly, the only answer I would accept, quite frankly. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm interested to hear. I just love that he's just like, listen, we're all far too dumb. <laughs> All we can give you is like, how does he word it? Because uh, I feel like you got it there. Yeah, only thing we can offer you is total and abject, uh, total and abject obedience. Yes, but it's so funny to me because I'm like, literally, that is so far from what you can offer, and you can't offer that. Thank you. Yes, you can't I mean. offer it because you're. You have literal gremlins for children. You cannot offer that because they you have the never most... shown that once. But it made me laugh because I was like, literally, if that was the truth, that would be an acceptable answer. But it is so fucking far from the truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
we're dumb, but we're well behaved if you tell us to do nope. what we do. You it's literally? like they are dumb and 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 don't. Do not you, once, not once have these kids done what they were told to do. Like like all of them have um, that thing that I that I hate the most in comedians, where it's like if as soon as there's any authority, they just do the opposite of what any authority tells them to. Yeah. Right. Like it's uh, it's like authority objective disorder, or whatever. Where it's like we're going to do this, and then they go like, well, "Who are you to say that?" and like fly off the hand. It's like even if it was something you wanted to do, it's like they don't want to do it anymore because you said to do it, right? Like, uh, it's like they, 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 they offer nothing to her. Oh, yeah. And then they all proceed, like, directly after that, that and like, oh, sorry, honey. We're, we're too dumb to, to do things on our own without being told. You just tell us we'll be obedient. They're not obedient at all, and then they all get into a so fight with birthday clowns. Yeah. All of them. Dewey, Reese, Malcolm, Hal, Francis, the entire all the a boys. Family. <laughs> Rebecca, I tell you, if that was my family, if I was Lois, I'd be like, I'm get I'm getting a divorce. I'm I'm Oh yeah. Like the only like thing mothers who aban- like a mother who abandoned her child, I would never understand more. I actually think the only thing that holds this family together is poverty. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I swear to God, because yeah, Lois should leave these motherfuckers. Because it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, she's she's uh, you know a part of the problem. She helped raise them. She fucking uh, whatever. All she does is yell at them, and I'm like, no, 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 yeah. And like, should you yell at your kids? No. Okay. Uh, I think a little bit. Oh, but if you should yell at any kids, it's these ones. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, every... There is an episode where Reese rolls through the house with dog shit on his rollerblades, and she goes, oh, where... I just washed the floor. Where is this all over the house? And he goes, oh, yuck. And he pulls his skate off and starts to try to get it off on the coffee table. <sighs> I, <laughs> but that's the thing. I know people who would do that because it's it's just this fundamental lack of thinking of other people. Yes. Like like, and that's what every single character except for Lois has in this um in this situation. So there is an episode where they go bowling. Yes, and it does something really interesting where they show what would happen course of events if um. Hal takes them bowling and Lois stays home with Dewey or if uh, Lois takes them and Hal stays home with Dewey. And there is just one moment in that where uh, Francis, the older brother, calls home asking for money. Mm-hmm. And he gives the exact same spit, uh, pitch to both parents who are at home. And at first you see Hal and he goes, he's asking for like a hundred bucks. And Hal just goes, there's no way we're going to get you a hundred bucks. Like it's just not happening. Mm. Sorry guy. Right. And he goes, ah, it was worth a try. And he hangs up. And then we cut to with it with Lois and he goes, this is just, she's like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to give you the money. And he goes, this is just like you always trying to ruin my life and just goes after her so hard. And, and I don't know. I think that just like, Everybody in this is trying to 
is is so undeniably selfish that and they're putting it all on like Lois is trying to like ruin their lives because she's the one that doesn't let them do what they want to do. Meanwhile, she's the only one who's cooking, cleaning. Um, yeah, what they want to do is try and kill themselves every day. Like yeah. literally, she's just like, don't die. Like, don't do the things that are going to put you in jail. Like, it's literally like they get into so much trouble that on and they make this joke all the time. But they have uh, they have a lawyer on speed dial. They're like, oh, who arrested him? Oh, it was it was Ted. Okay, great. Like, they know everybody because they go through the system so often where their kids get arrested so often or they get into trouble so much that they just have this chain going where they yeah. know who they're going to call. Well, like even in the pilot, there's like a montage of Francis getting arrested and burning cars yes. and everything and just him trying to smooth talk his way out of it. And you're just like, yeah. And I know I don't deserve a second chance. <laughs> but if you give it to me. And just like the 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 contrast of um, that in the pilot. So like... By the time we meet Francis, he's already been he's been sent to military school. Uh, that's how bad he was. Mm-hmm. And then, like in the later season, like season three, there's this moment where Reese is going to get his driver's license, and you see both Hal and Lois being like, "How do we stop? How do we stop this? Because yeah. it's going to be It's get, but he hasn't done anything wrong in three weeks to get grounded." But like that's a challenge for him. Mm-hmm. Like he he tapes himself down to the bed, um, so that he can't just get up and do anything wrong. Like that's that's how little impulse control he has. Is zero. 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 And immediately, as soon as he can't get in trouble, as soon as Reese can't get in trouble anymore. Dewey goes full psychopath and is just like stabbing him with forks and like beating him with a pillowcase full of like spiky toys while he's taped down to the bed. I was just like, it's it's like, you know, when you're boiling water and the only thing keeping it on is the, is the lid and you remove (laughs) the lid and you're like, there's this, there's this like pecking order. And like, as soon as Reese is good, Dewey becomes evil. That's so funny. There's actually, uh, I don't think I put it on the list, but there's actually a whole episode on the pecking order at school. Okay. Because Reese decides he's not going to be a bully anymore, and the whole school goes into chaos because everybody turns into bullies. Yeah, because <laughs> there needs to be like order. <laughs> he's got to be the top dog, or everything falls to shit. That's so fun. Yes, absolutely. Reese is. Uh, I would argue. I think the most destructive brother. Yes. Uh, by like a lot. And I think it's just because, well, because we see Francis like in military school. Yeah. <laughs> and I would also argue, first of all, yes, military school. Yes. Okay. I'm not a big shove your problem off to somebody else, but yes. Okay. That needs that, that kid needed intervention. Okay. For yeah. sure. Secondarily, like, and I think they, like, even Malcolm mentions this. He's like, yes, it's military school, but it's like a fucking private school. Like, it's like a nice school. He's getting shipped off to a nice school. Yeah. And it's like, these people can barely afford to scrape two fucking crackers together, okay? Obviously, they care so fucking much, and they're just really, really trying. And it's not fair that Lois has to, is the default disciplinarian. No. Always the default, okay? But that's because Hal's wired that way. 
he's not going to say no because he doesn't understand why they collectively say no. Because he would do the same fucking thing. Anytime Lois leaves town, he gets fucking insane. He starts smoking cigarettes and like taking apart every machine in the house or just like not sleeping for like 72 hours. Like, oh my God. Although I will tell you, every time I watch this show, I'm like, my dad is hell. <laughs> oh, yeah? A bit. Not completely. Like, not. There are definitely, like, he has a little more impulse control and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, my dad is such a squirrel man. I always call him the squirrel because he's, <laughs> he doesn't like it. I don't care. I call my dad the squirrel man uh, because he can't sit still. Oh, yeah. He can't sit still. He's got to be into stuff. He's, like, taking things apart, putting them back together. Like, um, social norms do not matter. If this makes more sense logically, we will do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the, these are the speeds. These are what these are the things we're doing, right? Yeah. No, my dad's also like perpetually on the go. And you're like, we, we're coming for a visit. Just sit down and talk yeah, for a minute. Like, oh no! And he's up doing the dishes. He's up doing this. He's up doing that. Like he's, you know. Yeah, I'm like, they're like sharks or something. If they stop, they die. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> okay, but I'm like, God. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. I so yeah, watching Hal is really fun for me because I'm like, oh my god, this is like low key kind of my dad. Yeah, but the, the, that's the other thing is like you see a little bit of these characters like all the time, mm-hmm. like in people, right? Like like going back to Reese being like the most destructive guy, like like the the episode where it's the great aunt's funeral or whatever, and he's just like, I broke, I found Dewey's birthday present in the the closet so i stomped it immediately immediately because that's just i don't know i wanted to do that and now i know i'm in trouble so his plan is to go to the funeral sneak the broken toy into the casket so it gets buried with her so there's no evidence and you just you're just like just because you just want things to be broken yeah just you're just like i want to see how much i can break a thing and then he gets his drive, like when he goes to the driver's ed. And uh, what a class. I honestly just wanted you to watch that because I was like, this is, this episode's iconic. Yeah. It's iconic. And he goes you on the low watch- speed chase. He steals the car. You have to watch that. Like it's come on. But the, the, the line in it and you're like, oh, that explains everything we've seen Reese do <laughs> is he goes, I'm not smart enough to avoid trouble. And when I make a mistake, I panic and I make things worse. Yeah. And you go like, I mean, in one sense, you feel for him so much because like that is such a clear insight into what who you mm-hmm. are and, and why things end up the way they are. And then you just go, but the w- things it results in are untenable. Yeah. <laughs> you know like there there is a moment like you know you've probably been in a relationship with someone Mm. and and, and you go like oh i don't know like you know when i feel like emotions really strong i don't really know how to express them so i just become like i become quiet and reserved or i pull back on myself and and you know and i know that's not healthy and i know that makes the distance between us worse and all the rest jesus craig dear diary uh, you nailed that uh, (laughs) yeah but but then and you go oh okay you have the insight you know Mm. why you're doing the things that you're doing and you Mm -hmm. understand the harm that it's causing and and like okay well i can deal with you being um quiet when you're upset and let give you time and you know there's like a negotiation there but the 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 way that he does it it's like well it's gonna end up in a high-speed police chase it's it's 
you know, it, it just ramps itself up exponentially with this yes. kid. Um, yeah. And it, and I think that I don't know. I think that kind of speaks to why I like the show because normally, I know that sounds insane, but yeah, like no, normally, okay. So normally, I, I I'm a very anxious person, right? And sometimes certain TV or like I, I think Dear Evan Hansen is a great example, but also just sometimes certain TV when somebody makes a bad choice, I start getting really anxious. Yeah. Because I start going, why did you make that choice? Yeah. This is going to get crazy. This is stupid. Don't do this. Uh, don't try and hide it. Just don't say try, what yeah, you just did. Say just say what you did. Like, don't, don't let this escalate constantly. No, I don't think any of these boys ever make a decision I would ever make. So it never gives me anxiety because I literally cannot picture this happening does this make sense like it's it, yeah it's, it, it, it's cinema it's it, it's it, we're in an area of like this isn't my real life well it's not but so, it is it's not socially awkward like it's not like yeah. oh oh uh, well you just say that i'm working tonight and then yeah. she'll you know and that will explain why i'm here and yes. like you know and the lie gets away from the con like this is the thing this is not common sitcom tropes where the situation gets away from them because mm -hmm. they're too proud or whatever. It's like it gets away with them because they are so morally deficient. Like they, they, they're almost incapable of making the right decision so you can't blame them, right? Yeah. Like, like there's something baked in about, well, they're just going to go, go feral and do this. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so like, like again, getting back, like just the episode with the car chase, mm -hmm. like, and Dewey just becoming pure evil in that episode. Give him a reason. Give him a reason. Give them a reason. He's being wrestled to the ground with the cops, and Dewey's just looking at the, being like, give them a reason. Do you know how dark that is coming from that little kid? Like, and that's but the thing. But he's been born into it. He's been bred into it. And, he cannot stop it. And Dewey is the kid who so appears on the surface so sweet and so quiet. Mm-hmm. And is a pure psycho underneath. But also because later in the seasons we find out he's also a genius. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. It, which I love that the show did because they had that baked into him the whole time. Mm. He is really smart from day one, you can tell. Yeah, there's a few he's things excellent he manipulates. at manipulating the other characters. Doing, getting, yeah, getting people to do things he wants. Like there's, there's an entire episode where he just stops going to school because he realizes he can make money as a street performer, and he just goes <laughs> does that for an episode. Like I literally, I love Dewey. Okay, yeah. I love him. He's a great character, and I also think somebody where I'm like, I, you're right. He is kind of a psychopath, but he's one that I fully support mm -hmm. because I'm like, you are the last line on this. Until, you know, until they have a baby and that sort of thing. But like, literally, you've been you've been born into this. All you've been is beaten down the whole fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that would maybe make you smart. <laughs> Being surrounded by this. Because there is something. Now, not that I, not that you should do anything that these boys do. 
But there is something to say about the uh, unlimited creativity that occurs in this sort of state. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just like, there are, I, I, I just want to do it to see what happens. A certain curiosity, a certain, um, I, I just, I love watching things get thrown into the, into the wood chipper. I, 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 I kind of, <laughs> you, you're not wrong. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, um, you know, take apart the radio to see how it works, mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. And like, you're probably not going to be able to put it back together. Right. Cause, cause you'll probably break it, but y- well, you like, will well, learn yeah. something and there is curiosity there. <laughs> But just the throwing things in the wood chipper. Like, don't get me wrong. I kind of want to throw things in a wood chipper, too. That's what I'm saying. But There's just, something there. I get it. But just for, like, Dewey to run up and throw his backpack in and then Hal being like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, but that's what and I'm then saying. They this start is why grabbing. it's not Lois' fault. It's yeah. not her fault. Yeah. Okay, it's baked into them. Okay. And if it's not baked into them, Hal's teaching it to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. She is fight. She's in a fight in her house at all times especially with the man she loves and she doesn't even know it because <laughs> forwardly he is on her side and behind her back. He is not. Yeah. Regularly. He is not. Yes. My favorite bit is he goes and pretends to yell at the kids and be like, who wants to take like who, you know, take, oh, take the so blame funny. for, t- please take the blame for forgetting oh your parents. For- yes. <laughs> <laughs> who wants $10? Who wants $10? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what is it? What are we copying for? Oh I can't, God. I cannot say yes or no. Are you? Just screaming in the background. And I must, I will say, the I, I, I maintain the acting performances are tremendous. Oh, yeah. All the way through. Tremendous. All the regular like, cast. All is, the regular cast, tens out of tens. Okay. And for child actors to, like, maintain that character, especially, like, as they age or whatever, and like, be like, oh, we didn't just hire you because you're cute and can deliver the lines. Like, you actually, you Body. Know, you actually, like, Frankie Muniz is iconic as Malcolm. It, it well yes. Yes, it was and, and he really his whole his whole heyday is this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Agent Cody Banks. It, it it it's Malcolm in the middle. It's this. It's it's time. It was his time. Iconic. He's so good. Dewey's so good. Francis all of them are Look, spectacular. And honestly, Reese, I really enjoyed watching too cuz I just I just believed it. I don't know. I like every time Reese yes. was on stage I was like this is a dumb, destructive kid. Well, and, and I think they get, well, I, I think also they dressed him up perfectly for that. Yeah. They gave him the hair. They gave him the right clothes. They gave him everything perfectly to be that kid at that time. Yeah. I think this is a really good snapshot of like, even though these people are exceptionally destructive and these sorts of things, this is a really good snapshot of that time. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 I felt weirdly nostalgic about like the three boys like sitting on the couch Saturday morning like in their pajamas oh, and underwear like watching cartoons. Yeah, and I was just like and like just also like flipping through the TV, which is not something we really do anymore. It you was know, so like funny I was watching this uh, woman uh talking on TikTok about how uh she was like, "Oh, do you kids understand what I mean when I say change the channel?" Because they're obviously watching Netflix and they're like, oh, yeah, that's like when you tell us to hang up the phone. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, you don't hang up because <laughs> like, you used to you literally the call. And I'm like, but then I had like this thousand yards here. I was like, oh, no, I 
I've always been telling people to hang up the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, and like you used to literally hang it, it on, on the, the wall because it was a wall mounted. I, it yeah. freaked me out. I'm sure I've, I just didn't realize that I must have tons of these in me. I didn't even Oh, realize. the other one is um, like it comes up a lot in our industry where someone says like, oh, send me a tape. Right? Oh, yeah. Like they mean yeah. video. Like a video of your oh, performance. Oh, it literally didn't even register to and me that nobody, that would be a problem. Yeah, and nobody uses tape anymore, so you don't send a tape of something. I've literally never sent a tape. You don't even. You <laughs> yeah. don't even. You don't even really tape anything anymore. Yeah. You record it, right? And and that's a Fuck, big man. Like, like people apologize to me for saying tape, and I was like, no, I know what you mean, man. Mm. Like I I. I I taped the Simpsons off of off of TV, but it was onto a literal VHS tape. But yeah, it is very nostalgic watching this being like, oh yeah, that that was like approximately the time that I was a kid, you know? And mm-hmm. that's approximately how we would have spent our days and Oh yeah, so good. Uh also just as a side note, this the 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 song of this show, like the theme song of the show is you can't you can't get a better. I'm like this. It, it, first of all, it slaps. Giants. It slaps. Okay, number one, it slaps. Uh, number two, it goes so perfectly with the vibe, the show, everything. It just it's perfect. The quick montages, the yes. frenetic energy of like this is. This You're house not is. The boss of me now. Oh come on! I, it is one of the. F- I had that song downloaded. Mm. It's uh, one of the few uh, shows I watch where I don't skip. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm like, I'll let it ride. We're gonna let that ride. I'd let Buffy play too. Oh, you did man. not have to go that hard. Woo! And you know what? Another one I will oh, not. One. Yeah. You know another one I will not skip because it and it, it it relates to this era, which is the opening credits of The Simpsons. Mm. And here is why. <gasps> because they do the they do the switch. Well, they do the they switch it up. Yeah. That's true. But back in the day, like The Simpsons was on uh, syndication everywhere. Right. So so like you could go home from school of like three thirty to like six and end up watching The Simpsons in various channels forever. But it was never yes. played in order and you never really knew what channel it was on mm-hmm. when. So like you'd just be flipping through channels and be like, Oh, The Simpsons is on and as soon as you saw that yellow skin, you were like, Well, this is what we're watching because this is the best show on television, period. And you, if you ever caught it where you weren't like already five to 10 minutes in, if you caught it on that opening title, that means that you got to see that whole episode in ah. its entirety. So like that opening, that ah, yeah. it was a gift. Like you've seen the episode Damn. right from the get. And you, because you, you would- Listen you would, up kids, if you you're young listening down, to this. Yeah. <laughs> you would try and track down one episode of The Simpsons that everyone else talked about, mm. and you'd never be able to find it because you could never predict where it was. Like Millhouse Divided Mr. the greatest Plow. episode of it, all time. It's great, but Mr. Plow is the one I had not seen ah. forever because I could just never find it randomly. And then- you know, you finally see it. It's like finding, you know, it's like finding a leprechaun in the wild. You know, you're like, yes, I got this. So I don't know that this show mm. just brought me back to that. Yeah, no, it is. It's one of the best. It's one of the best of all time, in my opinion. But of course, I have the. I'm very yeah. nostalgic on the show. It's my favorite. Um, <laughs> yes. So. Uh, Circling back to, uh, well, like, yes, exactly, uh, the bowling episode, okay? Yeah. And also to wrap in 
the fact that Francis acts very differently when he is denied money from Hal versus when, from Lois. And I believe that episode really captures that it's like, oh, no, like you think one parent's better than the other. And it's like, no, like like shit's going to go down. <laughs> Stuff is going to happen regardless. And your mom actually does help you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, this. So this episode and the um, evacuation episode mm. did have me wavering on Lois a little bit. Okay. Yes. I love that. Let's talk about it. Because... I was like, I don't think it's the best thing for your for Malcolm or your kids to be like, I'm going to intrude on your social life. I'm going to be the mom who's like, where are your parents? Whatever. Mm. Like, they're like 13 or whatever. They're like yeah, 12, they're 12 30, and 13. Yeah, 12 and 13 at this point. It's like, you can let them go hang out with girls in a social mm. setting in a bowling alley. Like, that's there are adults around. I don't think you can let those two kids. Um, I don't think you can uh, let those two kids. But you have to Neither at some point. Neither of those kids has earned any alone time. But I don't think yelling at him to, you know, uh, well, keep your shoulders straight and all this. Mm. And, like, he, Malcolm just keeps throwing gutter balls. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get mad at Lois right now for embarrassing her kids. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Because they can't. embarrass her. Yes. Constantly. Constantly. Nah. I'm not. Yeah. You know what? But like, oh, okay. But, but it's interesting because you see um, Hal just sort of leaving them alone and Malcolm thrives, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's rolling strikes. Malcolm's like sneaking in the back, which ends up going bad for him, which I'm not going to blame on him. He sneaks into the back to make yeah. out with that girl and he gets caught in the machinery mm-hmm. and ruins Hal's perfect game. Right. So I'm not going to blame him for that. Like, like that's great for him. Like he, like Malcolm is thriving when Mm -hmm. he is not, you know, having Lois and, and how like ride him and tell him what to do all the time. Reese, on the other hand, we see he left to his own devices without Lois because Hal just kind of ditches them to go play yeah. at the the other end of the, the bowling alley, which I think also is fine level of supervision. Um, not for these boys. Not for those boys, <laughs> that's fair. But he immediately spits in the face of a girl he likes. Yeah. As a joke mm-hmm. and is shut down. Whereas when Lois is there corralling him and like guiding his behavior, the girl finds him really cute. Because he keeps getting prevented from spitting in her face, which yes. he still wants to do. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the thing where the kids need a different parenting style and they're like kind of splitting the difference. Maybe. Like, but I think I, I think it's it's way more a this is in them. <laughs> yeah. It, in them. it is. It this, is. This, there's some undiagnosed things happening here. <laughs> okay. We cannot afford therapy. We cannot afford more attention to you. Yeah. Um, which is also why I love uh Lois's speech in the first episode and why I'm re I really root for her and think she is not a villain and although I think the show views her as such or like the, the kids do at least yeah um Malcolm kind of brings up this idea that it's not fair that he's going to go to this class and Lois says it's you're right it isn't fair you're the only person that's received some sort of leg up here <laughs> yeah life isn't fair you have to take this okay yeah. you, you have to you don't 
it's not often that you get a leg up in life. Your father and I are an example of that. Like, you, yeah, it's you it's not to, fair, you and you're doing it. This. Yeah, because yeah. you're the only one in our family who can. Yes, you're going to be given things. I love it. She's like, uh, you're going to be given the good things that are uh, too good to be wasted on the normal kids. Yeah. <laughs> And she's not right. That's literally it. Yeah. The thing about Lois is, is that she is very blunt. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is a little, I would, I would argue a little, maybe socially aggressive, but it, she's always right. Like yeah, and, literally, and you can't blame her for being blunt in that family. No, because like when she subtlety answers, is not their forte. When she answers the door and the woman's like, well, do you think you can put a shirt on? Bitch, you knocked on my door. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm with her. I'm with her. Do what you want. All right. Like there's a couple episodes we didn't cover, but like there's, there's an episode where they get stuck in in, like a traffic jam. Basically. I watched that one. Perfect. That's one of the few ones I like really remember because it was such a interesting setting for a sitcom. Is a traffic jam. bottle episode. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I've never, a thing that happens all the time. And I don't think I've ever seen a sitcom deal with that. Really great episode. But also you watch, Lois, freak the fuck out, okay? And B, I, I would argue what in today we would qualify as like a care, like a, oh, Karen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got a very call the manager energy or whatever. Fuck could I not agree with her more the entire time. Everything she was yelling about, everything she was like, why are you guys standing around? Who amongst us <laughs> yes. has not thought that the entire time? You're in a traffic jam of like, you're just watching people stand around, do fuck all. She's like, literally, if you pulled this over, like, I I think at one point she's like, literally, if you pulled this over like six feet, we can all just drive by, solve this problem, at least get us moving a little bit. And these guys are like, oh, no, we can't. Sorry. And they just keep laughing at her like she's. And you watch her kind of spike and and spin out and I'm going to move this machine and all this kind of stuff. And you go, wow, what a crazy lady. And I got to tell you, the older I get, the less I think she's fucking crazy. She is not. Okay. That is what I am thinking. That is what I want to do. And honestly, if you laughed at me enough, you could probably get me there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the thing I identified with in that episode in particular was one, yeah, how, how jacked up you can get when you're stuck in a traffic jam, but it all has to do with lack of control and agency, Mm, which like, which for sure Lois is going to have a real thin skin for, like she is often accused of being controlling. Mm. Right. And, and I think she is. And like I, because she has to be <laughs> right, and that has largely, I think, been thrust upon her. She doesn't want to do this. Yeah, she wants to play violin. <laughs> exactly, but you know, when when everyone else requires you to be the responsible mm. one, then you end up stepping up, and then you you end up being becoming that person. Like it's like I think there was maybe a, am I the asshole or something or some relationship like Dear Abby sort of thing mm. where you know the husband had said to the wife like well you used to be when we first got married you used to be fun. And she's like yeah okay well now I have to plan all the meals I have to do all the cleaning I have to do all this I have to tell you to do this mm-hmm. otherwise you won't do it and like so of course I'm not fun anymore right cuz I do all the work. So like I I think Lois as a person was probably predisposed to wanting to be in control of things, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just been probably jacked up to PTSD levels. (laughs) 
<laughs> with dealing yeah. with her family. She is she has been forced to become mm-hmm. the non-fun one. She's forced to become the disciplinarian for her children, the unfun parent, which is so totally unfair, right? Like, it is, yeah. like Hal should be equally as unfun. I will say this. Um, I love how much Hal and Lois love each other. Yeah. Because, and I think this is something that's really nice about this show and why I I like it now and I, I liked it back then. Because it, I, especially at this time in television and in sitcoms especially, you don't see this a lot. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really don't. It's really like, oh, my. Well, I think they, they cover it actually uh, really, really well on, um, oh, what was uh, Kevin can fuck himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 they yeah. do that so well, which is a great show and I highly recommend it. Um, but they did a really good job of showing like, yeah, it's like, oh, the, the husband's a buffoon and he's like, whatever. And it's like and the, the, nagging, and the one. nagging wife and it's like, oh, my wife and whatever. Right. And like, obviously, Lois and Hal have the dynamic of a, a, a bit of that, like a little a little splash of that. But what they also have is that Hal is obsessed with love, would die for her. Yeah. Would absolutely die for her. They actually have an episode where they talk about it, about how Hal loves Lois so much more than Lois loves him. And he's like, no. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, she's upset about it. But she's like, oh, I didn't realize, like, you never, like, check out anybody else or you never, like flirt with somebody else she's like I, I sometimes I do these things and he goes no 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 like I've always known I've loved you more but if we loved each other the same amount we would never leave the bedroom somebody needs to be in control <laughs> somebody here. needs to be the reasonable <laughs> one yes yeah and we see that in the uh, the the vo- church volunteer episode <gasps> yes where like they one that is that is a perfect episode which shows just how they all get caught up in their own ways of being and just then it just it just it, it just get whips up and they they feed off each other. But it, long story short, we'll, we'll go back to this because I really want to talk about this. Yeah. But the long story is like Hal just decides to go on the lamb with the three boys, and they end up calling yes. Lois and being like, "I'm sorry, Lois, we're running away. We've screwed we're up. Too, we screwed up too badly." And Lois is like, "You don't. You're not gonna run away." Yeah. Um, you love me too much to do that, and that's all it takes to bring yes. him back. And then her punishment for them is um, doesn't yell at them. She's just donated all, all their, their stuff, stuff to the charity. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and they're all just like, they're more upset with that than her yelling at. Cause it's like, they're like, yeah, no, this is fine. Like, as long as you don't yell at us. But that church episode, we need to talk about of that. Of course, we need to talk about because that. It was on the list for a reason. Because, <laughs> my God, did I. They do such a good job of leading you to the point where it's like now it's out of control. Of course. Because you kind of get the little, like the little step they do at the beginning. So many of the steps along the you way, kind I of, I kind of like, agree with. So so it starts with Lois <laughs> says you have to go volunteer. You can help old people or poor people. Um, so they choose poor people, but you have to go volunteer because mm-hmm. it helps build character. They get they end up going to this like thrift store in this church, and they're asked to sort the merchandise. Right, like yeah, do all this, and they discover Reese's shirt, the exact copy of Reese's shirt. 
but it's better quality and doesn't have holes in it. And they have this beautiful moment where they all realize that they're poor. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so they start trading their shitty stuff like for the better stuff that was donated. And like, I'm kind of like, yeah. Like one shirt, and they're kind of like, well, instead of one poor person getting something, two poor people get Yeah, something. I'm a poor person, I get something, I mean, and then this and other then poor person. And then they get my poor thing. Yeah. And I'm like, don't love it, but you can you can at least understand the leap. Yes. You can get the leaps they're doing. And, <laughs> and honestly, I would maybe do the same thing. Like I would, you know, maybe take, oh, this is the same shirt. I don't know if I would, but it's I don't, just, yeah. uh, but I I'm also like, I wouldn't condemn anybody for it either. Yeah. Though. I don't, I, I don't think if I, I, I think if I watch somebody do it, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Yeah. I kind of be like, eh, don't yeah. love it, but what are you going to do? Whatever. whatever. Um, it. and then the next jump, I am also mostly on board with, okay. which is they go, some of their friends sort of figure out, oh, like they've got access to this stuff mm-hmm. that we want. Um, I'll pay you. if you can get it for me. And they go, well, yeah, the church is only selling it for five. So we'll donate $10 to the church. Mm -hmm. We'll keep 10. Mm -hmm. The church gets more than than they were going to get for this. And we also get something for our trouble. I don't think there's anything morally wrong with that either. Yeah. Because as long as the church is getting what they paid or what they were asking or more, or yeah. more, more is better. What they're paying is fine. Basically, mm-hmm. you're just acting as an agent at this point, mm. right? But as it progresses, you see that they're donating less and less. They're skimming a little bit oh, more off yeah, the top yeah, as it goes. Yeah. And that's where you're like, okay, that's out of hand. That's so funny. And then you see them, because that's the thing. I was like, I I think what they're doing there is fine. But then we speed forward to they've got a room closet bed full of like merch that they're like black marketing. Air, yeah. He's the sole scuba tank. He's still air. Hal just flips the fuck out. He does. He's like, this is one of the worst things you've ever done. And then he messes it up because they don't want Lois to see it. Yeah. And they're like, which I think th- th- that would be the one part where it'd be like, they did this. We're just taking it back to the church. Oh, but, yeah. But they g- end up going on the lamb. The police officer is like, is this your <sighs> stuff? It's like, no, my kids took it from a church. Like, it's just. So fucking funny, man. It ramps up so fast. It really, it's a great episode. It really does amp the fuck up really quickly. I, Yeah. One of my favorite episodes, personally. And now that the more that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I accidentally stole three shirts from the Salvation Army a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> shit happens, you know. Whoops. <laughs> I thought they rang them through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fine, and then I got home, and then I realized they hadn't, and I thought, well, that would probably be fine. <laughs> I mean, I've spent hundreds of dollars there, so we're gonna it probably it, it's, it'll it's even mistakes out. are made. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I spend more there than anybody, I think. I have a general problem. Um, anyway, <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to run through here? Just a, a minor villain, which I would say is the Commandant, uh, ah. who I am very much on the side of. Oh, of course. Because there is one episode we watched where he's like, um, you know, uh, he finds out that uh, Francis is uh, hustling pool yes. uh, at the local mm-hmm. bar, but always lets him win 
like the like Francis always lets mm -hmm. the commandant win when they play. And he goes, he he teaches him, I think, the best lesson in the world where he says, you'll never be great at something unless you commit to it and give it your all, right? Like, y if you're a good pool player, I mm -hmm. want to see it. Otherwise, I'm going to, like, punish you for losing. And if you try your best and lose anyway, tough Tough. Yeah, and all the other students are like, "Well, you have to let him win, otherwise he's going to take it out on us." Mm -hmm. And then it basically becomes a losing competition so between cool. the two of them, yeah, where so they funny. are doing like the <laughs> hardest <laughs> trick shots to in lose. order to sink the yeah. eight ball constantly. And like at the end of it, the commandant is just like, "Yeah." Yeah, nobody. You, yeah, everybody had a great time. Everyone had a great time. <laughs> I can see that you are exceptionally skilled at this. Like we were playing a different game than everyone else thought we were playing, but we were still playing the game at our best. And that I was like, ah, oh. like Francis needs that. Yes. The other one was all the boys need that. Every single one of these boys should be in military school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all four. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the other one was like. Uh, he re uh, Francis replaces all the slides for his sex ed talk mm -hmm. with like embarrassing pictures of the commandant in like speedos and whatnot on vacation, and then like the commandant checks the slides and just has embarrassing pictures of Francis, and he's like, "Oh my god, who did this? Somebody, somebody's changed out my slides." And then he's like, "A good soldier always checks is the, the chamber. chamber," and you're like, "Oh, like yeah, uh, don't give me like a, a reverse prank." Therefore, you learned a lesson, son. Absolutely, you learned a yeah. don't fuck, don't fuck with the dragon's tail. You no, know, don't tickle the dragon's too. tail. They have like a there's like a hunger strike episode where he just brings in a buffet in front of them, and he's like, oh, an omelet bar. I guess I'm gonna have a little omelet. <laughs> like he's he is he's he's a good. Um, I, I don't even know. Well, like, I guess technically he's a villain, but he's like a good adversary. Like, he's a good. He's exactly what Francis needs. Yeah. And yeah. what he wasn't getting at home. Mm -hmm. mm. Somebody to, uh, yeah, try and outsmart him in the same game. Yeah. And, and also someone who's seen all the, like, they've seen the shit. Yep. Nothing can surprise that guy or take him off guard. He knows what you're up to. God, I have so much more to say, but we should start. Yeah, like, yeah, wrap we'll wrap it. It up. I feel so bad, guys. I just like I could literally talk about every character on this. I'm like, oh, you know, we haven't even talked about Craig. Like, <laughs> but you know, here we are. We had to talk about the main characters, and we did. Lois is right. Yeah, absolutely. Except I'm... for the fact that she stays with them, she should just leave. <laughs> she, start a new a, life in a new town. Lois. That I would fully support her leaving these boys. <laughs> And her husband. <laughs> or maybe taking her husband with them. Because, I mean, when somebody loves you that much, yeah, yeah, just you don't want to lose that. Kids up for adoption? No, nah, yes. she can do better. She can do better. Uh, okay. All right. So it's now time for our hero, our, our, our official rankings yes. of the heroes. Um, so I've got myself a, uh, uh, the, the, uh, I've ranked Lois. Mm -hmm. So on a scale oh, yeah, from me too. Uh, youngest child to oldest child, okay. um, I am going to give Lois a middle child. Uh, How appropriate. <laughs> yes, because she just wants someone to pay attention to her. Oh. Maybe she becomes a comedian. Who knows? Okay, yes. I, <laughs> I've i got the um, Brian Cranston stunt scale. Love it. Um, so from a roller disco to covering himself in bees, I am going to give Lois a uh, Daisy Dukes wash in the car. 
you look good, you're necessary, and I want to see more of it. <laughs> good for you. And guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you would like to, uh, if you would like to send in some suggestions, you can email us at uh, v or sorry, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail If you would uh, like to hit up hit us up on Twitter or X or whatever, it's a VWR podcast. Film was right on Facebook. We are also on Instagram and TikTok now. So hit us up, uh, Villain Was Right, on those platforms. And if you would like to leave us a review, we would love that. Only if you like us, though. If you don't, go fuck yourself. How's that? <laughs> and if you got a couple of bucks. Yeah, you can help us out. Uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Villain Was Right. Uh, Patreon is a monthly subscription service uh, where you get benefits from the artists uh, that you choose to support. And hopefully that's us. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of tiers with a whole bunch of different benefits. Uh, at the lowest level, just ad-free uh, episodes. If you want to hear these episodes without ads inserted at us, just uh, $1 a month will get that for you. Um, just kind of a bit of a tip jar for us if you're so inclined. Um, but we also have uh, early release of episodes. You get to hear them on Tuesday rather than Thursday. Um, you get to vote on our audience choice polls. Uh, so once a month we choose um, uh, movies and uh, you guys decide on which one you want us to cover for the following month. And at our highest tier, we also have two bonus episodes every month. Um, this month, uh, mine is uh, Freaky. Uh, the uh, or Freaky Friday the Thirteenth as it should have been called, and uh, Rebecca's making me watch Crossroads. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a it'll classic. be a fun one. So if you're interested in that, head on over to Patreon.com/slash The Villain Was Right uh, to check that out. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got, Rebecca? All right, here's here's my uh, my villains of the week. Oh, uh, heroes maybe. I don't know. It's kind of funny. I um, so I actually used to be. Not, not Malcolm Smart. Not, <laughs> not. I, I don't want to color it as such. Okay, but I was like the smart kid in class. Sure. Okay, I know that's hard to believe based off of what I say on here, but <laughs> at one point I was uh, an overachieving little child. Anyway, and, and like, and I was an annoying one. You know what I mean? Like my mom would get extra homework for me. I'd win all the little awards and stuff because I had, you know, the A's and and also because my mom would ask for extra homework for me. So, yeah. like, yeah, I am going to win the math award because I did, like, fucking ten times more than everybody fucking else for no reason. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, trauma. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but my favorite thing uh, was that, first of all, the kids would, uh, they would call me Rebecca Reads a Book, <laughs> which is... Fucking chef's kiss. I mean, it's right there. It is really right there. <laughs> but I love the idea that that's something to make. Like, you read. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're really going to school with the top brass oh, when yeah. people are like, you fucking read. Look at you read. But one of my favorite things, like, I just I think this read. is such a funny thing to bully somebody on. Um, so... You know, I was a kid. I, I used to know a lot of the answers. I also am somebody that needs validation. I've needed it my whole life. I am now a comedian. I need external validation. I need it. Okay, so if I knew the answer, my hand was going to be up or whatever. Anyway, there was one day I got outside, and in the schoolyard, this girl, um, fuck, she cornered me, and she was like, literally told me she said if you answer one more question today in class i'm gonna kick your ass at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, 
You must I, have been answering all of them. Fu- I, I, get, I don't know. I just thought it was... I just think so it's such funny. a fucking funny thing to say to somebody. Like, if you answer one more question today and you're right, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Did you answer? No, I don't think I answered another question that day. I, I just thought, well, you know what? Maybe I've reached my cap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm done. But I got to uh, tell you, I am an I know, I know bitch. <laughs> I really am. I can't. It's it's annoying. I can't stop it. Yeah. If I know, I will literally, I will cut somebody off. I will, I have, I, I do it all the time. I can't help myself. I am, I have an issue. <laughs> I get excited and it's done. Oh, you, me and you both. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? It's anyway. a personality flaw. We all have them. So, yes, that is my, I don't know, not a hero, but like just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's such a funny It's a great, I mean, Rebecca reads somebody a book. Over. Is, oh. Rebecca reads a book. You answer another question today. Yeah, I'm going to kick, kick your, your butt. <laughs> I so funny. I fucking love that. I used to be such a goody two shit. Like kids in class used to try and get me to swear. They were like, oh, I'm going to try and get you to swear. I'd be like, no, I never swear. And look at me now. Look at the path they put you on. (laughs) Well, I I blame my parents. You make it taboo. You're going to, that kid's going to love it later. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's true. That's Don't do this. This is the result of telling your kid they're not allowed to swear. And swearing is a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Rebecca then you got fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I have a uh, I have a villain this week. Nice. Um, so uh, here's my segue from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, speaking of little stinkers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, bro. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so my uh, my my saga with uh, my my backyard is continuing. Uh, or if if this if you're new to this, I I I feed the stray cats in our backyard because I like seeing them and I like making up stories about them. And um, a lot of times, like yes, I did accidentally attract some raccoons there a while back. I haven't seen them in a hot minute. I think they've moved on. But I've just taken the point where, like, the cats show up. Like, the one cat, she shows up, and she looks at me through the window and while I'm eating my breakfast. So I, like, go out and I put a little dish of food out there. Mm-hmm. And some days, like, I'm like, oh, she know. I want her to learn that she can do that. And so that, like, she hangs out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sometimes I, like, put a little dish of food out, like, when I'm having my breakfast. And a lot of times they'll, like, come around the corner and crawl the deck. And I was like, oh, this is good. Um, so I, I did that. This has literally happened this morning as we were recording. <laughs> I did that. I, I put out a little food. I shook it a little bit so they could hear it. I put it down on the, the patio and I went to go eat my breakfast. And then, uh, I look out and, uh, there's this black cat that's wandering up. And I was like, Oh, I haven't seen that before. And I look out and I was like, Oh no, that's, that's not a cat. That's a skunk. Uh- <laughs> Daytime skunk. Daytime skunk. Whoa. I think it looks pretty young too, so maybe it just didn't know what was up. But like rare, rare yeah. occurrence. Daytime. But it just skunk. seemed like yeah. fine, you know. Like yeah. it was just like eh, sniffing around doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't look like rabbit or dangerous or anything like that. Oh yeah. But it it just and I was like no 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 and like of course I can't go out there and grab the food now right like I I jumped up. Oh no. The that... window was open, so I like cranked it shut. That's <laughs> the skunk's food. Now. That's the skunk's food now, and let me. Let me just tell you, I, I sat there and I was like, no, 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 no. What have I done? I made a terrible mistake. 
cute as fuck animal. Like it did this thing where it kind of slowly wandered up to the food dish and it like sniffed around a bit. And I was like, oh, what is this? And then it like grabbed some in its front feet Mm -hmm. and then like did this little scurry backwards. Like it just like scooched back, like straight back holding this food and then like ate it and was like, oh, and like snuck back up and started eating it. All, it was like scooping it out and knocking it Skunks on. Skunks are pretty cute. They're pretty. They're pretty damn cute. But I was just like, I can't believe I screwed up this badly. Where I'm attracting skunks into our backyard now. Like I was gonna work outside this morning. You know, answering emails on my laptop I was like, forget that. There's a skunk around, and I just want to say, I think a skunk has the most effective human deterrent that any animal has ever come up with, because like. You know, if you have big teeth, like if you're mm-hmm. a tiger or something, we we accept that as a challenge. We're like, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to wear your fur as a as a hat or whatever. We're like, you're not tougher than me, you lion. Or like, if you're big, you're like, you're not bigger than me, elephant. I'm going to fuck you up. Whatever it is, like if a bird, you're like, I'm going to get that bird. Nobody fucks with skunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we keep our animals away from skunks. We like, we're like, I don't want to tangle with one. Mm. Nobody, no, no macho guy is like, oh, I could take a skunk in a fight, right? Like, you got, I got guys being like, no, I could beat up a deer if I want mm. to. It's like you couldn't, but no one ever is like, I could take a skunk. It's like, of course you could, but no one wants to. No, right. So good, kudos to the skunk. I yeah. guess they're kind of a hero here for keeping us and our dogs and our cats away from them. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows, don't mess with the skunk. Nah. Cats know it, dogs Keep know it. Keeping tomato it. soup in business. You yeah, know? no kidding. Anyway, that's my villain of the week. Hell the, yeah. the cute as hell skunk the that was in our backyard. I actually posted about it on Instagram and TikTok if you want to go see this skunk actually yeah. eating from a little bowl. It's very Aww. cute. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that is it for us. As always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. And you can follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok now, where you can see that little skunk video. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. Next week, we have a really fun episode. <laughs> uh, we're doing a Weird Al's UHF with a very special guest. Um, it, gets it, gets it gets wild. It gets wild. It's good. It's good. Um, so come <laughs> check us out for that. And uh, until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you, you're not the boss of me. (laughs) (laughs) The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.